right, we're back. I hope everyone's doing okay. Doing all right, doing all right. Hello, hello. Right, so I am recording, aren't I? That's that's a good one. Yeah, I am recording. <laughs> cool. Uh, <laughs> professionals. Um, so, um, as I'm sure a lot um, of you know, this is our our podcast recording uh the alerts will be off because we don't want to be disturbed uh however much we love you all um and it allows to concentrate on the topic of discussion um age would you like to introduce yourself and and tell us a little bit about this through our eyes streams and project and I can do. Hello everybody, I'm Paige, or you may know me as Arthuris. I'm the original creator of the Terrarize Streams and Series. Drac obviously came up with the idea for the podcast, which has been fantastic. We're on our last one of the year as well, and we started these months ago, which is... It's insane. Oof. Like, it's insane. We've done so many. I don't even, I don't even know anymore, but yes. We started Drarize. in February. Did we? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, fair enough. That that's a whole year of my life I don't remember. So, but brilliant. Yes. So the Through Our Eyes series is where we bring together marginalized creators from all over the globe to discuss life being marginalized, whichever way that looks like, including intersectionality, which is incredibly important to us. We just had our last stream of the year last month, where we raised three hundred dollars for the Autistic Self Advocacy Network, discussing marginalized genders. Uh, which was absolutely fantastic. There were a few hiccups, a few illnesses, a few absences, but we got through. We got through. It was a very long day, but it was worth it for some incredible discussions. Uh, we will be going into next year with plans for more streams, but I haven't cemented what they look like yet because I do work for a charity and the beginning of next year is incredibly busy. So there will be more to come on that soon. Soon. So... Aim of the podcast is to take um, uh, the um, concept of the Through Our Eyes streams and apply it to individual stories because we were finding that when we were talking in those big groups that we weren't nearly getting into um, uh, the nitty gritty for each individual person and we were just running out of time for for everyone's individual story um so we came up with a podcast to highlight marginalized creators individual experience the um stigmas the taboos the um general lived uh, experiences of each individual um so today we have the wonderful Psychic, would you like to introduce oh, yourself? Tell us your pronouns, a bit about yourself. Sure, sure. Mine. Hi, <laughs> I'm Psychic. I'm Claire as well. You're welcome to call me Claire. Um, I go by she/they pronouns. I um, I produce lots of content on Twitch and YouTube and those kind of spaces. Not so much on the YouTube at the moment because you know I'm really busy. <laughs> all the time and i do i i'd like well well done on getting through a year of podcasts i do two podcasts as well around elite dangerous so um it's it's a good achievement it's a good achievement and it's a lot doing podcasts as well i don't think i honestly don't think that people realize i certainly didn't realize going into a podcast how much of um how much effort 
extra effort and extra sort of extra work it would be on top of just like creating the podcast is concerned so well done just glad that we got it uh going it was uh it was uh definitely it's definitely been an interesting year <laughs> it's, it's been it's been a hell of a year it's been great <laughs> um so um yeah just tell us a little bit about your your content and uh what you do and uh um in general um i i push buttons and things happen on the screen um and that involves normally playing <laughs> playing video games sometimes things happen that i don't expect to happen um i run um i do like a predominantly family friendly content on my channel um which is ironic given how much in real life i swear like a trooper but um <laughs> it's it, it, it yeah mostly um mostly space stuff story anything with a good story anything that's a bit puzzly um indie games um just a lot of variety stuff and i've recently got into like the weird park management games which are a lot of fun um especially because dinosaurs are pretty cool at the moment and that's quite fun too awesome awesome right and what brought you here today to talk to us well i was it the first Thor I stream that I did? I think so, yeah. I think, I think so. so. Yes. I think the one the one where, where it was it was kind of like we could talk about anything and it was a full overarching thing. I did that yeah. and then I was like, oh yeah, sure, I'd love to be on a podcast and talk about it a little bit further. Um and then the year went. <laughs> <laughs> and um I was like, well, you know what? Well, I, I play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons in my spare time, and Thursday is one of the days that I normally play play D anD D. So it, um, that that game is on really a lot, really long hiatus at the moment. And I was like, you know what, I can do. <laughs> I can come on and do this, do the podcast because I want to talk. I want to have a chat about stuff. Um, so um, yeah, that's that's why I wanted I wanted to be here and like talk more and have more of an opportunity to like have a wider discussion spe uh, specifically about sort of like my experiences so our first question is give us the lowdown of your story what oh, what is okay. it that you could never have seen that one coming yeah. i know right <laughs> i know right oh god um I I got I got incredible. I had a lot of prosecco to drink last night, and I was with a lot of strangers. And um, somebody said the exact same thing to me last night. Tell me your story, and I went well, and I didn't stop talking for half an hour. So I need to be careful with this. Um, so it my story um started with like aches and pains here and there as a as a larger person having and being kind of um, lethargic when I was younger. Um, I was I was incredibly um, incredibly athletic, and I could move around and very flexible. And I I used to walk on stilts all the time. It was a big big passion of mine, like being um, a, a proper performer and those kind of things. Um, and then I I started working in very very sedentary jobs and getting back pain and um, all of all of those sort of things um but nothing nothing major really and then 
I started working in a call center, working in computer computer stuff with some um, some be beautiful humans. Like I was the only girl in a bunch of lads, and it was great. And we were um, we gave just like advice to old people who had m messed up their PCs, and it was wonderful. And there is a reason I'm telling this story, <laughs> but we had. Um, this really wonderful, really wonderful time. And I made some excellent, good, excellent good friends. And then one of my friends had a cold, but he would like had a fluey cold thing. And he kept coming into work and he went home one day and me, my husband actually came and picked me up, picked him up and um, took, uh, we took him home. And um, he, um, at the time, I think I was 34, three something like that and he was 27 around that sort of age um two days later he didn't come back to work because two days later he died and um yeah and that brought on um where i'd been having pains before and i, I have this re reaction in my chest when i take morphine and i go into like an anaphylactic shock and um uh, it, it's it's terrible, but it would feel like I was um, going into that shock whenever I got into stress situations or whenever, if I got on the bus to go to work, that pain started happening to me. And so that in and of itself was um, the beginning of a long time for getting, waiting to get diagnosed with fibro. A, a very long time, months and months and months. Um, for, for me, because I didn't really understand what was going on, it felt a lot longer. And then um, knowing that I had that, um, knowing that we were moving from where we were, where we were living at the time, we, um, I, my amazing, amazing husband went, why are you getting yourself stressed out about going back to work when you're in so much pain? Um, and we're going to be moving soon. We're mo we did a big uproot from um, Exeter to um, South Wales. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like just up the street. It was kind of, it was a big upheaval and I wouldn't have been able to continue doing my job anyway. So he went, just leave your job and concentrate on getting better. And I tried, I really tried. <laughs> um, but it's, it, it's something that you just live with or you try and live with and deal with as best as you can. And it was, it was a struggle. And then I found like streaming and was starting to make a little bit of a go of that um, rather than having something that I would have to commit to more regularly that like um, like working behind a counter in a shop kind of thing and being worried about have sometimes missing days, like working for yourself, in my opinion, working for myself was the best thing that I could do at the time. Um, and then I did a I did a twenty four hour stream for um, epilepsy action because my husband has epilepsy and they're um, a charity that are really really close to my heart. And I've done a lot of work with them in the past, and I was like, oh, I'll do a do a twenty four hour stream, like, raise a lot of money, and it'd be really cool. Um, two days after that, I couldn't move, I couldn't move, get out of bed, I couldn't move, I couldn't do anything at all. Um, and seven months later, I was still in bed, not being able to move, not doing anything at all. Um, I was in hospital twice. Um, I lost stones and I've put, I put it all on in back on in the um, pandemic because I got bored and like you know food was there. But um, I lost loads and loads of weight because I wouldn't. I didn't want to eat because it was too painful to move. To um, it was too painful to get up to go to the toilet. It was that kind of pain. 
And that took going to the hospital, going back to the hospital again and again and again, and actually being like stuck in a chair just on gas and air one time because they had no beds available. Um, and seven months, seven months down the line, they finally injected my spine. And I had, um, I have two, I, I think you've got this as well, Paige, if memory serves. I've got two um, uh, compressed discs, one of which, um, one of which pushes onto my um, sciatic nerve. And it means that I lose, um, I lose a lot of the feeling in my right leg. And, yeah. um, so it, it used to be just pain and pain and pain. Now it's less pain, more lack of feeling. But there's also there's also just a lot of pain that just like occurs nowadays. I get I get really really tired, and um, it's not as easy. <laughs> Life isn't as easy for me as it used to be. And I I constantly have to walk. I walk around with crutches pretty much 90% of the time I'm certainly not as mobile as I used to be so it's like for the last two years let's say it's been a huge learning curve of learning how to live now as like somebody who is like officially classed as being disabled as opposed to as opposed to not just being like having aches and pains here and there if that makes sense mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm I'm not I'm not trying to ask a question. I'm just trying to cover Strigger's butt because she's. I can see that it's okay. <laughs> she I've has had this to do habit. Their work meetings recently. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> every every single str uh, uh, podcast stream, she's uh she decides to clean her butt. Um, right. So, how long have you been? Would you say that this has been going on for you then? Oh God. Um. In total, like the more, more the di more of the diagnosed part rather than just the aches and pains occasional. Um, I would say probably like six, seven years around that. And you say that now you're you, you you're officially uh, counted as disabled. Yeah. Um, how was it before that point? How was like working before that point? It's difficult to make comparisons because what I do now is entirely different to what I was doing then. Sort of, um, I I did um, have like lots of operations on my back for a different for a different thing um, um, back along, but and and that wasn't really wasn't really a lot. And people used to compliment me on my pain threshold that I used to have a really good pain threshold since the um, the fibro that's gone completely out the window there's not um there isn't a pain threshold anymore there really isn't it's the worst um or it's just a case that i'm just used to the pain that i currently have and any extra pain is that's the ball ache and that's the thing that's gonna be gonna be the thing the thing that just like tips me over the edge as far as pain is concerned but um i i don't feel super guilt guilty about not like calling in sick because i i do my I, I work for myself you know i do i do my own thing so while i do feel that yeah yeah i'm letting people down if i can't do what i need to do i find now that i'm a much better boss than my other bosses were <laughs> i know that feeling uh, my current boss although she is a right bitch my current yeah, boss yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I definitely slave driver. <laughs> I think it's interesting what you say about pain tolerance because I've had this discussion with a few other people, and occasionally I think to myself, like, oh, I'm always in pain. My tolerance can't be that high. But then I'll accidentally drop a fork on my foot or something and go, huh. Oh, it's bleeding. Right. Okay. Um, or, you know, the cat will tear through me hands. I'm just like, oh, that is, that's a pain that is. And then I'm like, oh, wait, no. But if this happens to my husband, that's agony. That's a lot of pain. I'm like, okay, maybe there is just a, just a tolerance from which pain is just meh, whatever. And then anything on top of that is just that sudden level that yeah. other people would experience as excruciating already. So it's not more fun. We're just more used to it. Yeah, exactly. Also... It's, I feel like a lot of us can uh, uh, um, identify with that whole being complimented for pain threshold. As though that's a like compliment? Like, oh yeah, great, thanks. <laughs> I mean, I used to be pretty proud of it. That That's true, that's true. But I did yeah. used to be quite proud of it. I'd be like, oh no, it's fine. I've got a really good pain threshold. And then, nope, not anymore. Not so much, no. Yeah, it was like I've had both legs tattooed from knee to hip in single sessions, just hours upon hours of constant needlage, uh, all black work as well. I'm just been there like, cool. And the tattooist like, are you okay? I need a break. Are you all right? I'm like, sorry, what? I was just playing Pokemon. What? Oh, oh, you're done. Awesome. Like, it's, yeah. Pain threshold is a weird thing. <laughs> um, but as uh, uh, was mentioned uh, in the chat it it's it's it sometimes isn't so much the pain as the exhaustion of experiencing that constantly like yeah. it's just getting through a day with that because I, I know from my own experience with chronic pain it's it when my particular big mystery pain occurs it's not so much that I can't weather the the actual level it gets to, despite it being really high. It's the length of time I have to weather that. So I might be holding my shit together at the first 15 minutes, but three hours down the line, I am going to be crying and I'm going to be in a ball wishing that I uh, wasn't there because it's it's it wears you down. And I think that's one of the things that tends to be quite um, misunderstood about pain is that it's not just the fact that you're in pain, it's the, it's the effect of that process. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would agree with you. So, um... After after I organized after I organized coming on this, I I was invited to London yesterday, um, and I I live in Wales, so I've got I've been I came back from London today, and it was my first trip out on my own as um as like someone on crutches or someone who is trying to carry their own bag and stuff and i knew i knew it was going to be difficult i absolutely did i wasn't expecting to be sat in a bar with like feeling all of the pain in my ribs and um sort of sitting there thinking i have to go and i'm like having to stay i'm staying at a hotel i have to go now and I'm going to uproot everything by saying this because they're going to be like, oh, no, Claire, we need you to be. Uh, well, I need to make sure that somebody gets you home and all of that sort of stuff. And um, 
like all of that just kept building and building and building on me. And I, I knew that like the event was going on until 11 and I turned around at nine and went, I cannot do anymore. I'd walked like all the way through Hyde Park um, on my crutches, the, the most I've walked for a really long time, got to, um, got to this bar and I'm like, I can like, I have to go. I have to go. And um, it's taken, it's taken me a really long time to get into a position where I can say, this is actually my limit. And this is, um, I can't, I don't have the spoons. I don't have the spoons anymore. I've, I've completely run out, run out of them. And um, as soon as you start, I think part of the battle is recognizing when you get to that level or recognizing what your limitations are, because as soon as I did that, it made it that made life so much easier for me. Yes, I was still exhausted. And yes, I'd last last night, because my legs were in spasm all the time. <laughs> I was I, like every couple of hours I had to get up and walk around a little bit and then go go back to bed. So I am I am absolutely exhausted right now. Um, I did. I, I was like, I have to go back and stream. I have to go back and do a stream. And I did an hour and a half this afternoon because I was like, nah, not happening. And then I just laid on the sofa for the whole of the time. And it's, I, I just, it's just so much more, so much more than I expected it to be. So much more of an effort. And it's, it's a huge learning curve, especially not having a, a partner or not having somebody with you doing something on your own. And a lot of these, a lot of these kind of things that um, I'd love to get invited to again and, and stuff in the future, I, it's going to be like a one person thing. You know, I, I'm not going to get a plus one to a lot of this stuff. So I've now, I've been home and I've been sat here sort of like writing out the kind of things that I need to buy to make solo travel as a as like an individual um uh who has to use walking aids make it more of a possibility because there's no way i'm wearing an over-the-shoulder bag again because i'm dead it, it's just not something i thought about you know it's we it, it's it's so weird it is strange isn't it oh god damn we do this sorry. every bloody time sorry jack <laughs> You There's go. like a second lag between us, and this always happens. Oh, goodness me. You go. Go on. I was going to say, I relate exactly to what you're saying about, like, being somewhere, Claire, and it's just like, you know that really fucking annoying, you can swear, by the way, really annoying wait, noise wait, from, okay. the, oh, yeah, yeah, from yeah, the older Zelda away. games, when you got to low hearts, and it's like, beep, 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 and it doesn't stop. It never stops. It does that in your head. Mm. Until the point where but you, but you also like... cannot take it anymore. But you also like... I don't want to like fuck up the vibe or anything mm -hmm. like that because it was it was a great night and I was yeah. gutted. I was so gutted to be going, but um, I was I was texting my other half and I went, I can't sit here anymore. We're sat on benches oh, and like you it. like little like hard hard benches and. If you if you have any problems with your spine at all, if you've ever had a slip disc, you know that if you're sat on something hard. So I managed like a couple of hours sat down, but then no, it, it's it's so it's such a hard thing to um to learn, and I feel like even after suffering for sort of 
six, seven years. And I know a lot of people probably have suffered a lot longer, but even after suffering for that length of time, I feel like it's something, that kind of thing is, or preparation is something I need to get better at because I haven't really had an opportunity to do something like this before because COVID, you know? I don't know if either of you, I, I started to understand a phrase that my parents always used to say to me because both my parents are quite severely like disabled and, and injured as well. Um, so I've grown up with it my entire life. Um, but obviously there's a lot of lessons you don't learn until you deal with it yourself. But when I used to ask my mum when I got up, like, hi, I'm you. She'd be like, I don't know yet. I was like, how the fuck do you not know how you are? Now as I get older and I wake up constantly in pain with brain fog, not knowing where my medicine are and the cat's yelling, I'm like, I don't know how I am. I don't think I'm good, but it could be all right in five minutes. So now I'm just like, oh God, mum, I get it now. I get what you mean. But it, it took living with it to actually realise. Yeah. You see, I've had the opposite experience. My none of my family ever talk about being ill or it's 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 weakness. They don't go to the doctor. You don't you don't go to the doctor. And I've that's a, nor that's a northern thing though. Yeah, well that's I'm, definitely a northern thing. I'm Yorkshire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so I, I was a very sickly child as well as adult. Um I always had problems from from day one and my family didn't really know how to deal with it and there was always the attitude of oh well just suck it up you, oh you, 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 you just suck it up because you, you'll be fine you'll be fine just stop, stop making such a big deal about it you don't want to be wasting doctor's time keep on going back because it, <laughs> it's it's taken the remaining family that I still talk to, um, until this year, really, for them to actually genuinely realise that this is me sucking it up. Mm. This is like if if I'm going, then it's it is <laughs> like bad. <laughs> it's that it's a prolonged thing. It's a, it's a long suffering thing that yeah my norm is yeah. what you'd have on a very 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 bad day the point where i'm i was talking to um this this comes up a lot now um i was talking to my uh granddad um earlier on in the year and we were comparing medications because him suffering from pancreatic cancer he had a bunch of the medications and it was suddenly a, I understand it now. I, he actually understood what it was like to have that. And it was, it, for him, it was only a, a, mm. a small period of it. And it was just like, it is something that it takes a while to really yeah. understand or you have to experience it. I think, yeah, it's, it's that, that's true absolutely right um there is there's an element of selfishness in in my family in regards to it not so much from my sister but my mom was when i was starting to go through stuff my mom was really ill my mom was really really bad and um she had um she had uh, a tumor on um on her ovaries and she was going through a lot, a lot of stuff. So 
you i i felt like it wasn't something that i could talk to my my mom about so much and my my sister has gone through a lot of stuff as well and me and my sister are really close and we get along get along really well and we can we can share we can kind of one up each other with pain and that's fine um but it becomes quite difficult talking when i want to talk to my mom about it even now because i think my mum still looks at me like I'm 12 and I've got the whole, like, like I'm in my early 20s and there's nothing wrong with me and I've got the whole of my life in front of me and I, I can just suck it up, that kind of thing. Even though she's been in, been through so much. And I think that's really, I, I find it really, really interesting. Um, that some that there is an element of that with with some people, whereas like other people who have gone through stuff can be like, "Yep, yeah, no, totally get it, totally get where your pain is coming from." Some people are like, "Oh, well, you think you have it bad?" Yeah, well, yeah, actually, yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry that that doesn't fit. It's tricky. Yeah, I mean, I do wonder whether I could have been diagnosed with something when I was way, 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 way younger, and it wasn't that my parents didn't care or that it was a bad thing. It was just that when I was six, my mum was the age that I am right now. Like, so I'm 27. My mum had me when she was 21 and my dad was 23. They were babies, absolute fucking babies. And they then had two kids before they were even the age I am. And they hadn't even started to hit their stride in terms of pain and, and what they go through. So I don't begrudge them that they didn't know what they were looking for. But I still remember just being in like a play park and being like, my knees really fucking hurt. And they're like, it's growing pains. It's normal for a kid. And obviously I'm the first kid. So that must be what it is. Doctors say it's growing pains. It must be growing pains. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that was childhood onset arthritis because dear fucking God, it still hurts the same today. And I still can't jump or step down off a chair without feeling like a broken a bone, like a broken a bone. And it's just like, Jeez, kids need to be listened to a little more. Whether it's it's ignorance or complete negligence, unfortunately, as it seems like Drax experienced. <laughs> oh, well, mine was uh, um, uh, it, it was it was. I mean, at the end of the day, I do not. I'm not surprised that anyone missed this, but it's the fact that quite often, um, especially if you're a tall individual, you're 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 told, oh. Expect stretch marks. Expect, you know, expect when you're growing, when you're in a teenager, expect stretch marks because, you know, you'll be growing rapidly and, and such like that. And it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought nothing of it. My family were just all like, yeah, it's just because you're really tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turns out it's hypermobility, bitches. Uh yeah. <laughs> That's a collagen fuck up. <laughs> like like when, I, when, I, when I went to go and get reviewed um for uh fibromyalgia um they they looked and they were like you have a lot of these and i was like i, I don't know I, I have them i have i have them here and here and here and, and here and here and like yeah okay yeah that <laughs> so, cool. got that wait you, i'm not supposed to look like a tiger i'm not <laughs> But it's silly things like that, isn't it? But the thing is, is that, yeah, kids, it, it, you don't... If if you've grown up, you know, without any ailments or much much illness in your families, it's not surprising that uh, they tend to miss things in kids. 
It's a book on what fucked up shit to look for in your children when it's the idea that kids are, are pure and beautiful and there's nothing ever wrong with them because the idea that something could be wrong with a child is means you've sinned and it's like, okay, right, we've we've gone completely the wrong way here. Like, stuff can be wrong with kids and you make the kids' lives a lot easier and your own lives a lot easier when you look out for it. It's, I guess just it's, listen. It's, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's weird because it's... Like everyone in my family suffers and has suffered some even before before I have suffered and it's it's really it's really strange to see to feel a little bit like miners my experiences are maybe a little bit on the back burner in comparison to others and I don't I don't I don't begrudge any of that any one of that because everybody has got their own shit that they're going through but for for some ex a little bit of an extent for me was the the feeling of like oh well you don't have it as bad as me and yeah I get it I get where you're coming from with that but um your your issues shouldn't invalidate mine yes exactly just because it took me a really long time to articulate that then i'm yeah. sorry i mean no. don't worry yeah. about it we've got we've got the time to, to <laughs> i i I'm, and if there's anything that uh, uh Paige and i understand it's <laughs> brain fog and uh, muddling up our sentences and not being able to I'm get shit tired. out i'm sorry i'm so tired <laughs> no, it's okay thank you for even coming on when you were obviously very, very, uh... I was like, no, 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 I've permitted! <laughs> Sorry, and Drac and I have a tendency to ramble on off of each other as well, so do just interrupt us. We're never meaning to speak over anybody. No, 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 it's fine. We just get caught in a feedback loop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... I think, I, I think we have, um, you have that thing where we, we, we want to chip in because it's something that we're all really passionate about, and, um... It's it's something that I I like to talk about personally quite a bit and like raise attention for on like the, the stuff that I do, especially like the live content that I produce because um it's 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 such a big part of my life, such a huge huge part of my life that I'm never gonna I'm never gonna stop talking about it and I'm so glad that that other people also use this platform to talk about shit like this. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things as well that I think playing such a big part of your life, which reminds me of a funny col uh, comment I made with somebody I know the other day, but they were talking about people-first language, and I was just like, okay, I understand why you're going that way and saying, you know, a person with disabilities, like, fair, but I prefer to be recalled as a disabled person, and I was like, how's the easiest way I can explain this? All right, you wouldn't say a person with a gay you would say a gay person because it's part of your identity and who you are and then afterwards i looked at myself and went okay i get what i meant but jesus christ please hello good afternoon i have a gay please <laughs> yes hello person with a gay here like i need some i need some help like but i'm just like okay as 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 a a, a self-called gay that's fair but that that could have been better explained <laughs> I but mean, yeah, there you go. So people first language it doesn't work for everyone. For, for me, um, the, I like these conversations, especially in the podcast, to um, be more of a group discussion with a focus on one person's individual story purely because I think what's important to highlight in these uh, sessions is that it's it's not 
such a um isolated experience like everyone has their individual experience but it's so easy to feel completely and utterly alone in it all and that's what i like about that's why you know i, I mean otherwise i'd just be like no we we don't talk at all we, we just listen you <laughs> talk your entire story and, and then we're off um i want you it can't to be do that though yeah. It has to be conversational. It's the it's the only way that you, we can sit down and like have these conversations. And um, like uh, the one of the podcasts that I do, um, like I, I swear I have told the same story over and over again because you just bounce off people and you're like, oh, I've got something that I can say and something like a reference to make against that. And why would why why would you why would you not? Why it 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 would feel stale if you didn't do. If you didn't do Everyone that, someone else have ADHD as well because my god. <laughs> oh. Anyway, let's get back on track. Um, so we've talked quite a lot about about your your individual experience, but like, let's let's focus in a bit more about like what challenges you've you've faced in this. So, so we've we've we've. Hey, do you okay to? Yeah, I'm alright. Just got spasms in the legs, as you mentioned earlier. It's all good. No. Um, <laughs> um, what challenges do you face living day to day with your chronic pain? What what's how is it affecting your life? Uh sleep. Sleep is a big one. Um Sleep is a, a a really huge one. Like it, it takes me ages to get to sleep, um, because it it's a constant struggle to find comfort. Um, and we have changed mattresses like maybe three times. We've done so many so many different things to try and like um, make make it easier. But it it's it could be anything it could it could be the most expensive mattress in the world and i would probably still toss and turn for 4 hours before going to sleep um and at that point i'm knackered and then i miss half of the next day and i, I it's it's the, the missing out on things because i don't have the energy that i had before uh, and it's um missing out on things having having to plan to not do stuff I, I, there are like, um, husband turned to me um the other day and he, like, oh, knowing what I was doing this week, and he was like, I think it's fair to say then that Saturday is going to be a complete write off for you, and that it's great that he's so supportive with that. Again, absolute fucking gem, love him to pieces. But also, it doesn't make you feel any better that. Um, like for seven months, anytime that he would, seven months, he would cook me something, bring it upstairs. I would barely eat any of it. And then he would take it back downstairs. And that was our, um, how we lived for, um, for seven months and feeling like a burden to family members is the worst thing. And they can say, you're not a burden as much as they want to, they, they, they please. They can be, I, I do it for you. It's I do it for you because I love you. And I love that. That's great. I love that for both of us. Great. Thank you. Thank you for your love. And I love you back more than you could possibly know. It doesn't stop me feeling like a complete shit for um, lumbering you with all of this. 
that we I didn't have when we when we got into this. You know, it's it's it, it's a lot. It's it's I, I keep saying that it's a lot because it's a lot, and it's been a, it's been it's been really challenging um, to learn limitations and learn what I what I can't do, what I can't do, and plan for days when I'm not doing anything. That so, guilt is is so interesting as well because I almost I I'm I'm still trying to learn to deal with it myself and I've been diagnosed for eight odd years. Um, it's something I keep trying to equate in my own brain to grief almost because I don't think the guilt we feel is necessarily that we know we're burdens to other. It's grief for what we've lost for what could have been. Well, it's the, a mourning the process. We could have done. You yeah, have... it's the things we could have done, the things we've lost, and the guilt that we feel we've taken that from somebody else when we haven't but it doesn't mean you are mourning for the loss that you genuinely have had yeah well, it's loss of time you're, you're mourning the loss of time and the loss of adventures that you could might might not be able to you might not be able to have so i've got a cat halfway up a christmas tree <laughs> Like you grieve for yourself while you're still alive, and it's yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's she's genuinely halfway up the tree. She's inside <laughs> the tree, Kitty. Oh dear, but yeah, the lights no. aren't even on. She's not even gonna go pop. <laughs> okay, she's out now. It's fine. It's okay, fine. That's good. Um, I mean, oh. it it is very much uh, um uh one of the things about dealing with um. Uh, disability and uh, chronic illnesses um, or even injuries of, of any form you lose something in that and what people don't seem to ever expect is how angry and upset mm. you are when that happens because we're, we all go, go start off with this like well, at least the millennials do anyway, um, with this conception of, of how great our lives are going to be because we're going to be able to do that and that and that and that and that and that. And then something happens and it will hit like gradually out of nowhere or what, however it happens. And we've got to take that like big grand idea that we had and give up on it because we're not going to be able to do it the way that we imagined and that in itself is a an act of loss it is you are losing something something has died that old version of you is dead and you're gonna have to go through all of that processing that you would from the death of a relative or a pet or or whatever it's it's the same concept but people don't realize that they're going through it they just feel angry and lost and directionless because they don't understand why they feel like that and i think it's yeah it's it's symptomatic of the modern age as well which is going to sound like such a fucking millennial thing to say but hear me out here i'm not saying media is to blame but I'm saying there was a movie renaissance in the late 90s where main characters started to become heroes and it was an everyday person who became a hero 
and it was it's very much every single book every single tv show that i i've seen it stopped being about family it started being about an individual who was incredible and every child was raised or at least from what my experience to believe that they were special and that they could do incredible things and anything they wanted they could have and nothing would stand in their way and you know superpowers abound and witches and wizards and you know even if you've had a terrible childhood you'll grow up to be the most powerful person in the world and that's not to say we shouldn't tell kids that they're incredible because every kid has the potential but it's meant that a lot of people have grown up incredibly angry when they realize that it's not necessarily attainable and a lot of it is hollywood and sparkles and glamour and magic and 300 people working on a project for five years to show you two hours of somebody being great uh, and none of these heroes are disabled people at least not popularized and none of these heroes ever have to slow down so when you're told you don't get to have that dream you told you were meant to be as a child so you have failed everything you've worked since you were six four out the window good school grades fuck you doesn't matter you can't walk now have fun and it's just when i say it's symptomatic it's because that idea is what's been fed to children for years and adults as well who experienced that renaissance of you could be the one the magical one have like, you got pink hair you... you're the main character God, no, no, get out the get the anime out of it rack hey but... wait <laughs> <laughs> oh, no but i mean even if you think about something like lord of the rings it was about a group of people working together and yes of course uh you had characters that the you know you had the ring bearers and you had you had all these characters and you had a great evil and you had a great good but you had everyone else around them who had their stories to be told as well and yes samwise gamgee is the real savior of the lord of the rings i won't hear any slander um but then you get to i don't you know, know. I, i'm i'm all for that legolas gimli uh, um uh, ship uh, so. no slash fic for you uh, but then 50 years later you've got you know I'm not going to mention the name, the boy wizard and his two friends that are sometimes there or you've got, you know, lead character who endlessly has dudes falling for them or you've just, you've always got one, one thing, one person who's meant to be an everyman and then you get to, you get to comic books and shit which are amazing but all of them have their own origin background stories of how they're still amazing and don't need anyone else despite the fact they have to be in a team and it's like... Where is where is this unity aspect gone that told us that we could hold each other up? Why are there no family stories anymore? Why is it about the one struggler? <laughs> I don't know. I've talked for a long time on it now, but it's just it it frustrates me that we're raised from kids or from young adults, as as you were saying, psychic. Just like everything seemed fine until the day it wasn't. And then you have no idea how to deal with that because you've been yeah. told that you're special and you can deal with it and nothing will ever go wrong. And then it does, it's like, okay, uh, what do I do now? It's like, oh, I don't know, we've not made any TV shows about that. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's something that, like, there are more, there is, and I'm so grateful for it, there is, there is just starting to be a little bit more representation of people with disabilities. There it is. It is absolutely, um, absolutely wonderful. Um, my sister's just messaged me something really sweet and it's made me Aww. upset. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> take, a, take a minute, you're all good. Um, but um, it's so nice to have, um, like, more representation for, like, lots of different disabilities. And I'm thinking about um, 
um, Hawkeye for as a prime example for having like just like having more like visibility of depth of deafness and there are some amazing characters within like marvel stories which have um excellent examples of being a being um disabled people or being or having these um afflictions that ne they need to be brought onto the camera more however there's not a lot of chronic, chronic pain suffer, sufferers. And if there are, they're just not talking about it. <laughs> no. That's why we need I mean, Geralt I... to be uh, emphasized. Yes, Geralt! <laughs> Geralt! Um, oh, people's champion. I, I do want. want to try and crawl our way back to the Dang it. discussions. Um, I mean, you just mentioned that uh, you just got something nice from your sister. Um, how has it been affecting you socially? You did mention earlier that, you know, it's, it affects some of the social situations you've been in. It, 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 it pisses me off because um, nine times out of ten, I'm like, I have to leave. And I can't drive. And if I'm in a lot of pain, even if I could drive, I wouldn't be able to drive. If I can't move my leg, I can't... Um, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I just can't do it. So, like half of the half of the time, I'm like, I have to go, and then I have to uproot the whole situation. Um, if if the, if it is like a planned social event, or if like, um, like last night, um, I had I had to go, and people came with me to make sure that I was going to the right spot, and I'm, it it's it's difficult. It's 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 just. It's it's just upsetting. Um, it's that feeling of being a burden and like also missing out on um, missing missing out on extra things that you could be doing with your mates and like making constantly making plans for a day when you're not doing anything. Um, because if I have I'm, I can't make plans for both Saturday and Sunday nearly all of the time because. Um, it's normally either or. There's there's no there's no oh I'm going to have like um a, sh a shit a shit ton of stuff um and be able to do so much stuff with everybody because I know I physically can't. I had literally had to have that conversation yesterday. It it's so it it's a, so shit. Oh, it's we're so gonna do shit. this thing um that um uh, we we planned and I was like. Oh, but isn't that other thing that we also planned it on like Tuesday? It's gonna be one or other. I'm not. I'm not gonna be able to do both. Uh, I know for a fact. <laughs> and it's yeah. It's it's a bitch. It's <laughs> it, it's the worst. It it it's not even I and like um sisters in chat telling me that I'm not a burden. Um. Uh, yeah, that's great. I'm I'm great. I'm great that I'm not a burden. I still feel like it. I still feel like I'm like drawing focus, and it it's a it. I I, I a lot of I, a lot of the time I can't um I can't sneak off or be like oh I'll go and I'll just go and hide or something on those lines. I can't sneak off because you'll hear me going with McWitches and all of that sort of stuff. Um, so that it, at the, I make a lot of commotion when I leave because I have so much shit and baggage that comes with me, not just the emotional stuff. Normally I've got a bag full of, full of shit. And that. 
we become burdens to ourselves mm -hmm. i think more than anything i mean uh, and you said i don't have my glasses on so if it's frankles or frankies let me know don't let me know i can't fucking see it um ultimately you can only be independent with support and that's the more annoying fucking thing because we can't even be left alone with ourselves because we have to constantly monitor and other people their kindness is it means so much but like if you just wanted to leave and just do your own thing and get into some into your own headspace other people feel they need to come with you to make sure you're okay and maybe that is true maybe you genuinely do need that help and don't want to admit it and by you i mean royal you not specifically you yesterday but Oh no, I had no fucking idea where I was going. It was really helpful. That's right then. It's, it's one of those things where I've tried to like, if I've been at an event and I'm like, I need to go back to my hotel, like back to my room in this building for a little bit. I know where I'm going. And somebody will pass you and be like, oh, can I walk you back? And I'm like, no. Possibly could need it because I'm going to fall over. But no, I, I just, there's too many people caring about me right now. I need to care about me and nobody else. So leave me alone. Thank you. No, thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, God, I've fallen over. <laughs> it's just a problem. But, yeah, I think constant monitoring, it's that, for me, it's that constant Zelda beeping, low heart sound that comes up when I'm getting super frustrated. And it's like, I can't even stop listening to myself. I, Some, oh, Sometimes I, we want the space to be able to, be reckless and completely and utterly uh, daft and not do the thing that we're supposed to do but yeah. we just want to not we sometimes we want to be able to fade into the background we just don't just... want we don't want people to be like constantly going oh but are you okay oh but are you okay are you sure you're okay are you okay it's like you don't actually want me to answer that question and i don't want to answer that question there was a lot of walking yeah. yesterday. There was an awful lot of walking yesterday. And um people people who were with me, it was it was so lovely. And I I I I'm I'm never ever gonna knock the the whole event and everything because it was just such a lovely time and I'm so so glad that I got to do it and those kind of things. But um at least three people every time whenever we were moving somewhere else going are you going to be okay to walk there are you going to be okay to do it i'm just like okay what if i say no right now <laughs> yeah. what, what what is going to be the benefit because we are walking from one place which is in um hyde park to another place that is in hyde park what were you going to do um, am i is someone going to piggyback me is this what it is because i'm i'm a big girl you're not going to be able to piggyback me you know um yeah. I have no alternative. Touches. Yeah, exactly. I have no <laughs> alternative. Let's let's just let me blinker. Let me get sat down, and then we'll be okay for for a little bit. Let me let me have a rest. And um, but you don't want to say that. You want to say that, <laughs> but you're like, no, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. Thank you. It's fine. No, no, no. It's fine. I'll be fine. Thank you. <laughs> and this is like. Will you be okay, okay on your own? No, I don't. Do, I, I, do I look like I'm okay <laughs> on my own? Yeah. But I am I out of breath. <laughs> I appreciate. It. I appreciate it. I really do. You are such a beautiful human for like being the nicest, the <laughs> nicest being on the planet. Thank you. Thank you ever so. But fuck off. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I sound like Spongebob up on dry land <laughs> right now, but I'm fine. Just 
I'm, I'm as fine as I'm going to be under this questionable circumstance. Like, it's just... Yeah. I mean, I've had that one out with family as well, and they're like, you do know we can just stop? And I'm like, no, we can't just stop, because if we just stop, I will stop. We cannot just break. And there's a bunch of other people with us, they've already walked off because they don't know anything's wrong. Just because you and I know something's wrong doesn't mean I can stop. There is no room here for me to just stop everybody else for what I need is 30 seconds. Like, it, it becomes a fight between the very well-meaning who don't know how to do anything and we have got no fucking clue either. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what's best right now, so I'm carrying on. Yeah. I find yeah. The, the, if there's no alternative, as yes. well, it's 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 so um, it it's lovely and it's lovely that the, you're concerned. But I have no alternative to this, so I'm just gonna have to take my time and catch up. And we lost like almost everybody else because I was so slow. Yeah. But you know, we all we we got we found them again. It's fine. It's fine. They're just 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 things happen slower now with me. Um, that's also something that I have to come to terms with, talking about com coming to terms and finding out things that are different. Um, it takes me long, it takes me longer to go up and down the stairs. Um, just like little things like that, where things that you take for granted as a fully able-bodied human, now I'm like, oh shit, I wish, I wish I'd taken more care of myself. So that I'm not in this position now, knowing knowing what I know, knowing the months upon months that I lo I lost, I wish I wish I hadn't I hadn't like committed to twenty four hour streams and stuff because at the end of the day that was the thing that fucked me more than anything else. Um, or I w if I had done that, I took regular breaks and all of those kind of things. Hindsight, that fucking hindsight being twenty twenty. Mm -hmm. um, I find I find myself um like having a lot of remorse for um for that hum that human who was kind of really blase with taking their breaks and um like throwing their body around a bit and not really caring. Um and I I wish I wish I could go back in time and say, listen, bitch, you're going to fuck yourself so bad. And it's going to be an absolute nightmare. And you have just moved house as well. Don't don't do this. Don't don't do the thing. And take care of yourself. It no one's. It's not too much to ask just to take care of yourself. And I probably wouldn't have listened. To be fair, I was going to say like, if yeah. there's one thing that I've learned, um, the thing that basically triggered one of my illnesses was overworking myself um trying to do things 24 hours trying to do things that um every well i worked straight for 365 days like there was no day off and i did overnight ones as well and that is like yeah okay maybe you can physically do it doesn't mean you should Absolutely. We should be normalizing not streaming for 24 hours. That's not a normal thing to do. And that's and that's a real a real thing that that's something that really fucks me off when charities email me and say, Would you consider doing a 24-hour stream for us? Or um 
I've had one street, one um, charity email my email me directly, and then something popped up in my inbox um, from um, another charity saying, "Consider maybe as part of this, maybe consider a twenty-four hour stream." And then, like long after I stopped, um, and then I got another one from. Um, um, epilepsy action going maybe consider as part of this what have you thought about a 24-hour marathon stream and i was like tap 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 no fucking way are you doing this when i've worked with you so closely and you saw what happened to me and it's just like why charities should not should not um encourage people to um put themselves in those kind of positions if somebody feels like more than able to do it if someone feels like they they are able to be like this um a great human and do the do the charity stuff for for that length of time absolutely fair play to them but i don't think that um there are charities that should be recommending it oh God, to no. people it's unhealthy it's it's mm. you should not be for this it, i i don't care if it's a good cause i don't care if it's a good cause you should never be trying to encourage people to do things that puts their own health at risk for the cause if you're asking people to do that then you should seriously be considering what you stand for as a charity because mm. if you're forcing if you're trying to encourage people to do things bad for them to benefit you you are not really being a charity anymore <laughs> and i it's mean wild it really is. that's why I, I think that in theory we should really be trying to squash the entire concept of sensationalizing 24-hour streams as a whole like even even for just your average person even if you don't have an ailment well, I'm telling you now, you do plenty of those, you might end up with one. Because... You're right. You're absolutely right. Your body isn't supposed to go through that. Your body requires these set things like sleep for a good reason. <laughs> the more pressure and stress that you put your body under, the more likely you're going to end up with some yeah. serious issues down the line. Yeah, so it was so upset. Obviously, I work for a charity, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna trash talk or anything like that. Uh, not saying that you have, but it's it's not something that I'm I'm wanting to do. There's not much I will say on it, but I believe you are absolutely right. And obviously, the charity I I work for is part of uh, it's in the gaming sector, shall we say? Um, um, because I have an understanding of the games industry, but of also streamers and, and creators as well. It's one of those things that to me, I'm just like, oh God, you know, marathon streams. No, no, not terrible idea, but don't go into them lightly. Um, but I do see, and from a creator's perspective, I see so many young, and by young, I mean like new streamers going, 24 hours, that's the way to get popular. Yeah. No, no it's, it's not my darlings. Like with Twitch, if you want to get affiliate, Lots of tiny streams because that's how you keep your average up. No big streams that fucks everything. But it's um yeah, it's even even um like a a lot of a lot of a lot of advice that I have seen to people who are uh this is pre TikTok because now the advice is 
just have a TikTok account and then everything else will grow from that, which is vaguely true because of how um, uh, how good TikTok is for the whole um, the whole industry. However, the uh, the previous advice that I saw to that was um, stream as often as you can for as long as you can. I saw loads of people saying do do like a stream in the morning and then do a stream in the evening. And that's what I was doing before I did the 24 hour stream. I was doing a stream sort of in the morning and then I do a stream at um, in the evening as well to try and um, just cover all my bases kind of thing. And as, as I was, um, as I was growing and as I was starting out and then, so I was doing those and I, um, Then I did the 24 hours as well. So all of it and, and my sleep was fucked. So everything on like all of that sort of like shit on top of each other and on top of those, um, the other is, it's just it, 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 one of those things where I wish I could go and see old psychic and say, listen, if you're going to do a long stream, cap it at 12 hours maximum. Because then it, you do 12 to 12, let's say, and then you, you get a full night's sleep and you can maybe take the following day off. I'll let you take the following day off, love. It's fine. <laughs> um, you know, do, do that. Do, just do that. Just do um, do that. You'll probably have much more engagement and find that you, you, you make as much money as you would have done if you were going to do a 24-hour stream. And I've done a couple of 12-hour streams to raise money for charity since. And it's been absolutely fucking great. And I've made more money than I did in my 24-hour. So what's the, um, what's the point? I mean... One of the impetuses for illness as well, especially with things like fibromyalgia, uh, uh, God, brain, CFS, ME, normally what will kick those off is an illness event. Um, so something like glandular fever or, you know, like a really fucked up flu, something like that. And it sounded like, because obviously, Psychic, you said that your colleague was sick and then you were in close proximity with them. So I don't mm -hmm. know if that meant you got sick or not. No, no it was, that. it was, uh, it was, the fibro was, a, so, uh, to clarify, the fibro was a stress. Um, it manifest, manifested right. itself in physical, in a physical ailment um, because of, I fucking loved this dude. He was, yeah. like, I think about him probably, probably like three or four times a day. I think, oh, I, I wonder what, what if, what if I, 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 he was doing stuff now? He probably, because like his housemate is still one of my best friends. The guy he was living with and he, I, I, he he's like one of the mods on my channel and things like that so if if he was still with us how how life would have been he had such a um like in the short time that i did know him and i only knew him for like maybe a year tops but in that short time that i knew him he had such a profound effect on me that um i am a very long way from being over his passing and i don't think you ever are over his passing for anybody who ever suffers um grief google reddit waves grief and just read that passage by um some a user called g snow and it is fucking beautiful and it's the best thing that i've ever read um but um you will never i don't think you ever get over anybody who you're close to 
Um, but it because of how sudden it was and everything, and I'd never experienced that before. I'm really fortunate to have not experienced that before. Um, but because of how sudden it was, it was like everything just manifested itself into this stress that just went through my body. Um, and last night, just before I started, I was like, I have to go. Just before that, I was starting to get like full pains in my chest. And I genuinely thought that I was going to, I genuinely thought that I was going to have like some kind of heart attack there. And I was laying, laying in the hotel last night thinking, oh my God, I'm going to be waking up screaming because I'm going to have, um, I get really bad cramp in my legs as well because of like everything. Um, and uh, I've woken up in the middle of the night screaming because of how much pain that pain I'm in in my legs. And um, it, I, I have totally lost completely the train of my thought, but it's just so scary. Everything is just, it, it, it just, just, I hate it. I fucking hate being in so much pain all the time. And I wish I could do something about it. That is more than just taking a tablet. I wish I could go back and say to that bitch who was planning her 24 hour stream and was not giving a fuck about getting up and having rests and breaks. What the fuck are you doing? Yep. Because that's all it is. Really. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I went no. on a full fucking tangent and it's, no. I'm, I'm, I'm very tired. That's, that's right. And th thank you for clarifying. I didn't mean for you to have to bring up your friends. No, 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 it's I'm, fine. I'm, it's I'm, fine. I'm thankful you did. Cause what I was wanting to get across is that a single traumatic event, be it something like that, that causes major stress. Oh, yeah, that's or, what we're talking about. Okay, thanks. There you go. We got there. We got there. Or an illness or something like that can trigger a chronic illness because you don't have to be genetically predisposed to it all the time. As far as I understand, Jack may know better as people that do genetic things. Um, um, you don't have to have a predisposition for things to occur. Like, it's just a, it's more likely to occur if you have that predisposition. Yeah. But so doing a 24 hour stream when you are not prepared, you don't know what you're doing. That's not to say you never could do one, that it wouldn't be fine. But if you don't know what you're doing and you don't know to take breaks and you don't know to drink plenty of fucking water and to stop if you need to stop, you can't just force your way through it. I mean, you can, but you should not. Like, you absolutely should not. My, my very last stream and my very last day at frontier was a 24-hour stream sat on a wooden bench so i definitely fucking feel you there claire um doing social and stream moderation and etiquette for 24 hours straight which was a 36-hour workday and believe me i was fucked for weeks afterwards by that point i'd already figured out how my pain worked so it didn't last as long as it could have like where you ended up mullered for months but that's only because i had enough morphine to get through it that i knew what i was doing but without that experience you could legitimately fuck yourself up very badly. I mean, I yeah. I refuse to do that now. Knowing knowing what I I know and knowing how it made me ill, I I refuse to put myself or anyone else around me in that situation. The most I will do is I think I've done a twelve-hour mm -hmm. one, and that was I mean. That was a very particular event, and it was with other people. It was when we did um, a special effect one, um, and I was fucked afterwards. Absolutely fucked. Now, you should not be doing that to yourself. I mean, you don't, as you said, you don't need to do that to get somewhere on Twitch. 
I do three hours at a time, um, four times a week. Like, do what is physically good for you. Do it's not be pushing yourself though. to it. It, it. it is it is really difficult when you um when you start and when you when you start when you start gaining that little bit of traction and um when you start seeing oh people are actually enjoying this people actually do want people want to come and chat to me people want to watch me and there's a a narcissistic my, like my chronic pain and my my narcissism fight all the time because it's like because it's like I, I I really I really enjoy um I come from a huge performing arts background um mm -hmm. and this is such a good avenue for people who are less able bodied who might have been um might be might have been more able-bodied in the past and now can do this i can i can just sit and talk talk shit for days you know um and people like if people hop along and come and enjoy to listen to me i want to stream more and my my body goes what the fuck are you doing the f i'm gonna try and i was trying to squeeze in a cheeky saturday stream the fuck are you doing <laughs> that kind of thing do something anything slightly off schedule and the and your body's like why why did you bother what 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 is the point what did you hope to achieve with this one thing because like you may as well not have a weekend if you're if you're gonna do that i'd like mm -hmm. I've, I've pride myself on like not doing not doing a lot of things that are outside of a working day because i like having my evenings with my other half and having my weekends with my other half and my dog and my cats and all of that sort of shit it's it's important to me to have my little family and have our little family things i mean a lot of it is still spent sat in this chair playing video games because it's such an intrinsical part of our our, our life and what we do but it's more sort of like at the fore i'm not like being presentable i don't have my lights on i'm like i'm like sat in darkness you know so it's 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 fine and i don't have to worry about putting on a face and all of that sort of shit <laughs> there is a lot of pre-prep for yeah the pressure I, like and and then you have to put the prep you're putting the pressure on yourself and being like okay okay you've got to be engaging and if i'm Constantly. in a lot of pain it's, yeah, yeah. And, no... and if you're in a lot of pain there's no way that you can do that there's no way that you can be reliably that if it's a lot so there's there's so much to bear in mind with with pushing yourself and, and yes you want to do as as well as you can and yes you want to be the best that you can and um do as well as you can because this is a a really a really fun platform to engage in it's 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 just good fun and i enjoy enjoy it for the most part um but there are there are days when i'm like yeah i'm no i'm going to be i'm going to be i'm going to be shit today and we shit today. Sometimes those are my best streams because I'm not shit. And I, I like. Oh you, my you god! I feel that. Barrier. You jump that. Well, as soon as you've jumped that mental barrier, and you're like, 
um, okay, yeah, maybe I am feeling a little bit shit, but maybe I need that boost from the 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 beams in chat that show up, you know, the lovely people in chat that will come and say hello. That they will they will change your day, and maybe something exciting happens in the game that you're playing, or maybe there's something something new with that, or just something happens that you can you can get really enthusiastic about and have a really good talking point with, and then you leave you leave your day, and you're like, holy shit, that was such that was such a good stream. I'm so glad that I did it. When you woke up in the morning, and you're like, yeah, no, I can't. I'm I might not. I might not. I might not bother. Nine times out of ten, if yeah. um, I, I have that moment where I'm just like, I don't want anything to do with it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I'm not going to do it. I, I'm, I'm going to just stay in bed. I'm going to be, you know, fuck this, fuck that. Nine times out of ten, if I get up and go and actually stream, those are my best streams. Yeah. I don't know why, but it's it's just one of those things. It's that case of like, Despite the fact that, I mean, just as a streamer in general, you go through those exactly that that process. Yeah. As a disabled streamer, you go through that process and then go, and everything fucking hurts. I <laughs> just want to cry. <laughs> everything hurts, and I have to walk downstairs and to I go need and to like, turn on my computer. <laughs> and I've got to, I've got to fucking i can only take the stairs like one at a time i'm like step mm -hmm. step like I, I, I fucking hate not being able to walk downstairs properly Normally. i hate yeah. i hate mm. i hate it so much it makes me so like every time i i do it every time i have to take step 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 um my my mom has got like my, I'm going to get arthritis. My mom had it. My grandma had it. I don't have. I lo lucky in that I don't have it at the moment. But um, uh, it breaks my heart to think someday I'm not going to be able to just like randomly pick up my guitar and play it because my fingers are going to be fucked. And I'm sure you probably feel very similar, Paige, in that there, there is going to be one day that it's just going to it's 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 fucked. Um, so you just got. I think. Half of it is realizing that you have to make the most of what you have when you have it. And you get that when you first, I, my, my opinion and my experience is that I got that when I first started experiencing the, the pain. When I first started having the pain, that was when I was like, oh, okay, now I need to do what I can when I can and enjoy the things that I can, like going to things that I'm invited to and no, yeah, you might have to leave early. Yeah, you might have to uproot the whole thing. But as long as you make sure that people are aware that this is a situation that might come to fruition. And like, it it was with Frontier and Frontier were amazing with shit like that. So um, they were, they were, everyone was just like the best as far as like making sure that I was, I was taken care of. Yes, did, did I feel like a burden? Yes, that's never going to change, I don't think. But as long as I can be prepared to put, the, to put that burden onto people and I can be honest with it. I think a, maybe a previous me, um, maybe a pre-pandemic me, just coming out of the, the arse end of like the, 
having had the injections on my spine and just starting to feel better and walk around with crutches, maybe might not have told anybody that I was walking around in crutches and being like, and shown up with crutches and being like, oh, hi, I'm disabled, BT dubs. <laughs> Which might not have gone down quite as well. I, I've, had, I've had a good year, a good, a good COVID time of self-reflection. Mm. Are you okay, not, Paige? It's all else yesterday. I'm managing. I'm good. You're right, mate. I don't. I've got heartburn at the same time. It fucking oh, sucks. Fuck you. <laughs> Fine. It feels like I've eaten a battery. I just don't want not to uh, push you if you're struggling. No. I'd tell you if I needed to go. Don't worry. I'm managing. Um, I think it was just there was a brain worm as well. I was trying to hold on to before it <laughs> wriggled away. So um, I was just gonna say. As well, literally launching back 10 minutes. Um, no, we're not doing that. Conversation's no, moved on, Paige. I can't no, have No, no, no. Maybe <laughs> I will not let it go. Um, just more as an answer to what you were saying about things like 12 and 24-hour streams. Just as advice for newer streamers, if you want to do a charitable event and you want to do a marathon of sorts, make it something like the subathon model where you add time. But yeah. have a limit. If you don't want to do more than eight hours, say you're only doing it for four, but you'll go to eight if people donate. Yeah, it's a little cheeky, but you have to incentivize your donations. But if you are willing to do eight hours and that is your stopping point, then ask people to donate towards that. But don't say, oh, I only can do eight hours, but I'll do 12 if you donate. Don't force yourself beyond your own limits. Because the only person you're hurting is you. No one else cares. And I mean that in the nicest way. Your community is not going to see the aftermath of the stream when you turn it off. Yeah. No one else is going to know what the problem is. You said you'd do it. You must be fine. Like, you have to be responsible for yourself. Because uh, I did see this on Twitter and it rankled my nose for a second. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. It was like, your illness is not your fault, but it is your responsibility. And I was like, Ugh. oh, okay, fine. Yes, I suppose. That makes me angry, but I get it. Like... It's not your fault, but you do have to look after it. You can't just put it away. It's not just something you can get rid of because you don't like it anymore. It's you not an old bag. It isn't there. Exactly. And so, no, it's not your fault, but you are responsible for it, even if that makes you pissed off. And I was. I was so angry reading that, but then I was like, but I get it. I'm annoyed at it because it's true. Yeah, it's true. It's tricky. It's tricky. And it's, it's, I think I think we all we all have to go through a process of really trying to learn um learn like a learn, <clears throat> becoming more aware of your body's limitations is is the tricky part is the tricky part because you always I feel I find that I always want to commit to more than I can I always, always want to, um, and like, m my husband is very, very good at going, do you need to go home now? And that's so sweet. Cause like, we've been at, um, at things where, um, it's been like his friends and stuff. And I've gone as like a plus one or something. And he will turn to me and go, if you need to go home, I will drive us both home. And, Cause he, he, like he's happy to drive us both home and then turn around and go back. Cause when I'm at home, I can literally just sit on the sofa. I can turn, this chair is really comfy. I can sit on this chair. I can get up. I can go that like my, my I'm really, 
I live, my mum was very excited when I told her that I live in a house with four different, with three different toilets for two people. It's great. But I've got a bathroom literally the other side of this wall. So I can literally get up and go round to that, that toilet. So it's Give great. Me. <laughs> no, no, it's mine. <laughs> But like it, like having um when when I first came back out of the hospital after I had my um injections um on my spine um which was the thing that meant that like they injected um anaesthetic into my um into my spinal cord so I could actually move around. Two days later, I came home and um husband had bought a cot bed, and I was um it we we still have it just in case anything goes really gets really fucked, but um. We still have it, and but I was like downstairs all the time, and it was great, and it was only for like three nights, something like that. But I had my bed downstairs that we would put up and put away every every day because it was just like a little cot bed thing. Had the bathroom downstairs, and it just meant that it just alleviated that stress of the whole thought of going upstairs and walking up and downstairs. It's like planning to go to the toilet. Forward planning to go to the toilet is one of the worst things that I've ever experienced. And it gets worse as you get older. <laughs> Especially if uh, um, you're on your own as well. Yeah. Suddenly it's like, what if I need oh, to go yeah, to the yeah, bathroom? Yeah. How am I going to do that? <laughs> and then and if, it, you decide so you're in, if you decide you're in too much pain, so you're just going to hold it, then you're like, now my bladder hurts. This hurts well what the fuck yeah but everything then hurts. We, but yeah. then you're like oh no everything hurts and now i i need to i i have to go and then when you stand up to go <laughs> this is getting worse when you stand up to go this podcast gravity, is all about tmi to be fair <laughs> gravity is an absolute cunt and, <laughs> and then you're like oh well right i mean that's it that's it that's my day <laughs> It is the waddle. It is the waddle. <laughs> yeah, and then you get the leg spasm. It's like not right oh, now. Oh no, no, no! I need to go up the stairs. <laughs> don't you dare! It's like I don't have time for this. For I me, it's the, it's the crouch waddle. Track <laughs> way. <laughs> it used to be the crouch waddle when my when my back was really bad and when when my back was really bad. Like it's not now, but when yeah. um. When it was like localized to just the the back of my um, when I just had the slip discs and stuff like that, and you'd get up and you'd sort of get up and be like that, sort of bent over a little bit because you straightening is tricky. That's the fun waddle. That's always the fun waddle. You've literally just made me no realize my standing up. Yeah, I've been wondering why my back's been in agony the last two weeks. I forgot I had slip discs. Fucking hell, Paige. I think that's it, yeah. Oh my god, it makes That's why I can't get up in the morning. Like, That'll be why. Soon she went like that, I'm like, oh, that's what the back feels like. Right, it's the discs. Got it. Okay, I need to move the mattress. That definitely uh, brings me onto our uh, last question that isn't audience Wait. questions. Yeah. Hold on, sorry. I just thought of a way to shoot on in your favourite subject. Constipation? So yeah, shut- oh, you spoiled it, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Claire, obviously we've talked about the needing to pee issues, but medication often causes constipation! There you go, Drac! And that's a bitch as well, because then that hurts too. Yeah, <laughs> and like, um, where, like I was saying before, um, it, like, 
that was the worst that was the the most pain that i could be in at any one point was um when i had to when i had to shit the worst the worst worst time is um is, is that so i just um stopped eating that was my and like i am an adult and my mentality was okay stop eating <laughs> mine's a i'll only drink liquids so everything will be liquid that that that'll be my solution <laughs> yeah just stop just like like don't don't eat solids don't don't eat anything don't um and like <laughs> bless him he was so worried about me because he'd bring hmm. up four meals and i'd eat like maybe a breadcrumb and he'd be like are you not eating? Oh no, I don't really feel hungry. Well, I'm not really doing anything. I'm not really exercising or getting out at all. I'm just like really sedentary. So um, I, I'm not needing to eat as much food. All of this, like fucking gaslighting the shit out of my husband, sort of like, oh, it's, it's fine because I just don't need it because I'm not doing anything. So don't you don't need to be worried about me. Just I, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Knowing that the only reason I wasn't eating was because it, I was terrified of going for a poo and it's it's the worst like senna is magic but it, it it's i won't call it changing magic. <laughs> i was gonna say changing states no it can be but i was trying to find a way to politely say changing states is not something that's happened once state has been achieved so uh you you don't just add senna and everything fixes itself it just becomes one state and then a second state and after that everything goes back to normal for oh, yeah. a bit um you you, you want to know the uh you, the yeah, darling you go experience from iceberg to ice melt and then uh <laughs> yeah it's one or the other it's not it's not a a case of yes your meds make you constipated and suddenly you have this other medication to make you not constipated and everything goes back to normal. No, no, no. It's a, here, have laxido. <laughs> like, and now you need to keep that up for six months for it to return to normal. It's like, mm -hmm. um, no. <laughs> no. It's, it, as long as you're on the medication, it's never going to go back to normal because the medication causes it, so... Screw um... <laughs> you, Cody. Anyway, back to the <laughs> topics of discussion. There um, you go. I'm sorry, I had to... I had to sneak in the constipation somewhere. Just um, for you. Right, so... We're running out of time, so... Um... Tell us what your takeaway from your experience um, with chronic pain is. What good has come of it? Understanding myself a little bit more. Like, um, learning that I can. Um, learn, like, learning to say, learning to say yes to stuff in spite. In spite of being, um, of, of, of it, rather than letting it um letting it control me and that took a while as well i think that that's that's something that that takes a good, a good minute like i'm kind of there's a there's a really i have a really weird relationship with covid in general because i had it not been for um a lockdown i don't think i'd ever have got a partner um because 
I stream during the day and people work from home and people were having me on in the background and all of those kind of things. I'm fully, fully aware of that. Um, and I would attribute that. So, so thanks COVID for helping me out with that. Thanks lads. So really appreciated. And, um, being at home and having my husband at home as well, all of that kind of thing is, it's just been a really, a really tricky period of like self-reflection and literally as I started to get better and I said um oh I'm gonna go back to starting streaming and doing doing the thing the week I went back to streaming after my everything um we also got a puppy and the conversation was when you get better we'll get a puppy but at that point he was still going to work so I was just getting back to being an able and a more able-bodied human than I had been like I could sit down and move around and stuff and I had the puppy to look after and like everything was a lot and then Covid happened and I had so much time to reflect on what I can do versus what I can't do and it's been sort of like a good two years of understanding my limitations and coming to coming to terms with that like would I have done yesterday knowing how I feel today would I have done it now yes question mark um I would have probably prepared myself a little bit more for it and taken a different type of bag and all of those kind of things. But uh, it's, I think everything that I do now becomes a learning process for the next time. And just like, again, learning to be, uh, learning to be a, a newly disabled person in a, 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 like a lovely inclusive space that, that Twitch can be is great, but also being able to vocalize about it and, and have these platforms where we can talk and raise awareness of chronic pain and also talk about fibro because fibro gets a, gets a lot of being all in your head, be like it, because a lot of it, it can be attributed to being um, it being in your head. Um, it can it it can be really it can be like really stigmatized against it like oh you've got mental problems and well yes but also, <laughs> also it's it's something that i live with all of the time and i can recognize when i'm having it and recognize when i'm having the problems and like it's been so nice to be able to share experiences with people um and talk talk to people um i can answer about that gamora if you'd like i was gonna say i absolutely can answer that um many <laughs> many many many, <laughs> many um the the opposite side of that like the very last time i went into hospital with my um with it um i I said when they when they kept me in because I said I wasn't going home until until something at least something was in place. Um, 
and I, I, I properly put my foot down because I was in so much pain. And they put me on this really, really, really hard bed. Like they were punishing me. I was like, well, I can't fucking move. That's fine. That's not a problem because I'm not fucking going anywhere. All of this kind of shit. And when I finally got onto the bed and they'd, they'd come around to see me one one time and they're like, there's literally nothing we can do. We're going to have to send you home. And I said to them, you send me home and I will kill myself. That I have no doubt in my mind that I will kill myself because I am, I, I, I cannot deal with how much pain I'm in and how, how, how much of a shell my life has become. Um, and the very next day they somehow found me an appointment. Um, not, I wouldn't recommend threatening suicide to anybody, but it was genuinely how I felt at the time. And I look back at that person lying like crying because they couldn't get out of the chair onto the bed because it was in, it was, there was the way it was laid out was, um, the wrong side. So I can, it, it just took took me hours to get onto the bed and I was I was asking for medi for um for any sort of painkillers and they were like the only extra thing we can give you is morphine and I was like that's great I'm allergic so um I it was a really fucking I feel so sorry for her I feel so sorry for her because she literally I, I would have I would have come home and I'd have I would have done it. That's not a, not not a, um, a situation where that wouldn't have been the case. And to see what I've done since and the opportunities that I've had since that poor bitch being in that situation, it just bre breaks my heart for other people who don't get those opportunities and and don't have that kind of thing i'm sorry for getting emotional no it's it's understandable it's a i think yeah. i i mean i definitely identify with it as well it's it's i mean especially when it comes to things like chronic pain it can very much make you just want nothing more but to just end it in any in whatever way and it's a sad fact but it's the fact that the health system does not take into account that okay yeah you're used to it that doesn't mean that you're any less deserving of of the time to to try and help you weather that and it's just not built for dealing with the emotional side of yeah. of chronic pain it's so it's so overwhelming it's so so overwhelming um uh especially when not so much when it when it's new when it's new it's terrifying but when it's when it's been constant for months and in some instances years my my very best friend has been going through pains for um for years and years and years and he has been since is, i was 16 yeah and 33 it's it oh. 
it's it's horrible it's horrible and uh, th there, there definitely is a point where you need to where we need to sort of take the time to like look look at the times when it was really really bad when it was really really bad the worst times and be grateful for the times that we where we can or those days that we can are the days that we should be really really happy about and not feeling like learning that you know you're not a burden uh, other than to yourself do you know what i mean yeah um right i'm gonna move on to some audience questions um as we're 15 minutes from finish um so masking pain in fact two of these questions are basically about masking pain um do you do it do you do it on streams how do you do it i used to i i used to a lot not so much now because i'm a, i'm i am an open book <laughs> i'm the worst um i i think i i i I used to mask it just by taking as many breaks as I possibly possibly could without acting like a really weirdo, uh, but um, making sure that I was taking taking like a break maybe every half an hour. I would I'd go okay, yep, no, going to go and get a drink or going to go and do something or uh, anything like that, and just be like literally just stood around the corner going, oh, okay. And now I'm just like, no, nah, I'm in a lot of pain today. I'm I'm like it's it hurts. Today's a shitty pain day, so I'm gonna be up and down. Or um, oh, I I had I I twisted funny or something like that. I'm I will I feel like I can I feel like I'm in a position where I can be really honest and um I can I know my my limitations that's that little bit more. So I don't I don't mask it anymore. If I look like I'm in pain, it's probably because I'm in pain. How about you, Paige? That, that takes a lot. That takes a lot as well. That takes a lot to be vulnerable. Mm. So with me, because I, I saw a question that was kind of because from somebody who's met me at an event saying like, "How you know didn't look like it?" You know, like my dad has always been in a lot more pain than he's ever let on despite the fact of course i fucking knew i'm his daughter like i've lived with him for years of course i knew he didn't need to hide it but i understand now it wasn't hiding it was masking and i do that a lot not necessarily on streams like uh it's something i stopped trying to do partway through this year mostly because of covid and mostly because i realized it wasn't helping me, but it could have been a disservice to others who would have seen a disabled streamer and gone, oh, wait, it's okay to be in pain and continue to do this. Like, that's fine. Um, but I got very good at masking um, because I lived with my dad doing it all the time. And my dad was always one of these people that no matter how much pain he was in, if that mask slipped, it was like, it's all right. Don't don't you worry. I'm going to distract you with a, with a nod and a wink and a clap of the hands and we'll continue on. And the second you look away from me, it's dropped and it's gone because the amount of times I can feel my face ache, especially after work meetings, because it's not that I don't want to share with my colleagues what's going on, but I'll be like, yeah, that's fantastic. I'll see you later. Second, the camera's gone. The entire face drops because it's like, I don't have to hold a physical mask any longer. So there are still situations where I do. 
but it's no longer because I'm ashamed of it. I think it's simply because, and it's like you were saying earlier, uh, Claire, it's just, I don't need somebody to keep asking, are you all right? It's like, you know yeah. what? I'm as much all right as I can be. So I'm just going to put that on my face. I'm going to put that message on my face. And then we go from there. So like, obviously today you've picked up I'm in pain. And right now I have the beginnings of a migraine. My arms are completely numb. I can't feel one of my legs. One of my hips is numb. Uh, spasming pain in the lower spine because of the issues with the spinal cord. Um, and I have a broken tooth I've not been able to get sorted because they won't see me. So that's possibly infected. So I'm dealing with that. Uh, one of my ears is completely caked with psoriasis, so that keeps bleeding. Um, it's, it's one of those Wonderful. things. Which, like, there's so a you're million... fine then, what you're saying? You're basically saying that I'm you're okay. Fine. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> like, I'm great, to be honest. It's it's one of those things that it, I don't need to explain it to everyone because there's literally nothing anyone can do. But if I knew in a meeting that me showing a bit of pain would mean that somebody would ask the right question, then I would drip drop the mask. But it is very fucking Phantom of the Opera. It's just like, I'm fine, mate. I'm fine on fire here, but fine. So, yes and no, situationally. But in situations where I'm comfortable, so like doing the podcast, you know, where I've known Drac for a very long time now, it's like, I don't need to mask that bit because it's understood that if there's a problem, we'll go and deal with it. Like, there's both been times we've gotten up and just walked off from the podcast, like, be right back. Need to... Need to go and do something. I'm I'm dead right now. But I mean, yeah. I think uh, the last through our eyes uh, stream was a perfect example yeah. of when it gets bad. Like the, we know that we have something to do. Yeah. We know that we ha we've we've committed to something, and it's big, and it's bigger than just as being. We can cancel this because it's our thing. It, it it's a this involves so many other people that I cannot cancel, and I know that other people are also going through similar situation, which was the case with the through our eyes. We were all fucked. We were yeah, all completely yeah. fucked. <laughs> For clarity, anyone that saw the last through our eyes, what you didn't see was I was meant to do two hours. I did eight on screen, the entire eight hours, because we have four guests pull out, some due to sickness. It's not against any of those guests at all. They were all legitimate reasons, but some I didn't know about until the second they were meant to be there. So it was like, shit, okay, I have to step in. Um, so obviously with issues with ADHD and brain fog, I literally experienced one of my first uh, disassociations during that stream when I realized I don't know where I am. And then snap back three minutes later, like, Fuck, that was weird. Okay, let's continue. And realised that I just had to keep going, but Drac was in fucking agony the entire time, and I was very close to saying, Drac, just leave, I'll just manage it, but I knew I couldn't either. So Drac, in immense pain, stepped up and helped out there as well. Mouse ended up in A&E. Like, it, it was a day where we were all in horrendous pain. I'd had the COVID vaccine the day before. The last time I had one, I was in hospital with 150 BPM. Uh and being checked over for severe injury and stuff like that, plus a spiking fever that they wouldn't let me go home. So it was one of those things that it was like, we're going to have to mask the shit out of this because otherwise we're not going to manage. And part of masking is masking to yourself as well, because sometimes you can lie to yourself even if you shouldn't. Um, and understanding those limits is really important. But Do, do you feel... 
do you feel mm. that sometimes as people with chronic pain we put extra pressure on ourselves i mean i don't have a i don't have a different point of reference for it but i feel like um sometimes there's a little bit of uh me going oh come on love just step up yeah just just to fucking deal with it that kind of thing um just myself saying it not not anybody else you know how everyone always says oh you are going to be your harshest critic if you're a perfectionist it's like that but then add the extra on because you've got a reason to tell yourself that you're uh, uh, uh sucking immensely at everything yeah yeah, there's a, there is the the little voice at the, yeah, the back of your head, which is like, oh well, if you don't stay on for a little bit longer, you're gonna let everybody down, you're gonna upset everybody, and I I think I just think in general, in general, any any um, content creator puts a fuck ton of pressure on themselves anyway, and will always try and sign up for more than they are capable with, no, capable of, no matter if their body is able or not, um, and it's i i personally feel that i put my, put a lot of pressure on myself for um doing doing extra extra things and doing bits and over committing um and a lot of the things that um i'm doing i am there's, there's a couple of things that next year we've talked about sort of like winding it down a little bit not doing not doing things that are as frequent for example and just sort of like don't put the pressure on yourself to do something that is um extra long or things along those lines um or if you do something that's weekly maybe think about switching it over to maybe every two weeks something like that you know it still still make produce the things that you do and the things that you love doing but work within your own limitations it's it's just, it's a lot it's a lot who signs up to do two weekly podcasts who does that? <laughs> Who fucking does that? And then works so hard on Well, just mad, you. mad people. I think it's what Drag said earlier, though, about rebellion. Especially yeah, when, yeah, it's yeah. Your own, when it's your own body telling you no. It's like, fuck you, buddy. You can't tell me what to do. Ah, you can. Jesus, that You're hurts. You're the boss of me. Oh, shit. Hang on. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I'm so I'm sorry. sorry. I, I didn't mean it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's why we forced ourselves through with the stream because it was a charitable yeah. event. We had 20 people riding on it and everything went fucked the day of. It wasn't like we had a week's notice to know this was going to be bad. Let's rearrange. And, and but... you put so much effort into those streams as well. Not not to say that you don't put effort into anything else. That's no, really no, bad of me. I mean, come but, on, we're just dossing it here. Well, I mean, I mean, <laughs> fuck it, right? You know, we'll do, we'll do it on the night, it'll be fine. But it's like you put so much, um, there's so much time and effort that goes into the prep of, um, of all of all of those sort of things and um f- with with the po- the the flight assist that that I do um sometimes I have real moments where I go I I do I do all of the scheduling for um for the show and I have real moments where I go let's just not schedule anyone I just don't schedule anyone because I'm like I don't want to record I don't have the the energy to sit through a recording and then I don't have the energy or time to edit that recording as well if it's my editing week. And it's like there's there's so there's so much. It it's not just a case of going and sitting and sitting and having a chat. There's so much extra that goes into to all of those things. It's just it's, it's weird. 
it's weird and I always bite off more than I can chew and I I hate myself for it. Yeah. The the first RRI stream for reference was a uh, cuz I pretty much t uh, cataloged it so I had an understanding of it. It was about 100 hours work minimum for that first 10 hour stream um because I had to just for like background info um to manage harassment for things like having lots of trans guests on um I had to go through 160 search terms manually and add them all to the stream but obviously you then have to go and find all those terms as well so that was another four hours to trawl all of the dredge of the internet to make sure I'd found every iteration I could uh, and it's worked because we've not had a single harassment case on one of the streams which has been amazing but every single subsequent stream takes a minimum of 50 hours because it's finding 20 to 40 guests every single time, finding hosts, making sure they know what they're doing, making sure that you have all your, all your imagery created, that you have your messaging, that it's bypassed through somebody else to ensure it's sensitive and written correctly, then to actually run the event, overlays, backups, charity communicate. It, it's, it's a full-time job on top of an already full-time job, which is why there's only been one since I took my new job, because I've not, like, I at the minute where I'm busy with my day job, which I haven't had for two years because of leaving Frontier, going into, uh, you know, content creation, then two years of COVID, and then I got the job of my dreams, and then realising, crap, I have the job. Oh, that's going to change everything. I'm used to spending 12 hours laying down. Now we've got to sit in a chair and actually work, help. There's not time for a second full-time job on top of the first full-time job and the full-time full -time job of being yeah. chronically ill. It's just, it's a hell of a lot of work. And I mean, you run two podcasts as well. Like, that's. For... I, I don't, I mean, fair, I don't run one of them. I don't run one of them. One of them, one, one of them can fuck off, really. But the other one, <laughs> the, one of them, I'm just there. But the other one is like, the, the other one is like a, a proper labor of love for, for us. And I, I love doing it. And I'd never, I'd never change that for the world. But had I known now what i know what i knew then when we both went into it we knew fuck all about podcasts or about um, anything along those lines and it was it was like um such a learning curve and such a um just with the amount of the amount of stuff that we had to learn i had to learn how to edit completely learn how to edit the podcast and learn how to do that um and i only started doing that towards like the the middle of like the 20th episode around that sort of thing around episode 20 i started editing as well um and it was just like finding time extra time to do it where i don't where I'm, i have to be switched on and concentrating and editing like a two-hour podcast can sometimes take in excess of six hours depending on the type of um the type of situation there's a lot of talking over each other and things like that it, it's not the easiest thing to it's not the easiest thing to edit through so um it's such a huge section of the of day it's very weird it's a very weird experience to um new learning curve and a whole new thing to do all the while while trying to come to terms with all of this shit. It's mad. Right. Last question. Um, do you find as you're getting older that you're allowing yourself more compassion about how you feel physically? 
Um, I sometimes feel I'm a little bit harder on myself rather than being rather than being more forgiving. I'm like, oh, you know, no, you, it, it's more it, 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 it's that thing about putting pressure on yourself. Um, I'm I'm much more inclined to to say no you can do it you you can do this if you, if you like fully put your mind to it you can do it stop being stop being the, such a baby in in more of a sense of the word um it's that's not necessarily a lack of compassion it's like i i i would take many more sick days as somebody who went to um a day job um or did a did a nine to five like in a in a in one of the many call centers that i've worked i would have taken a lot more sick days with my pain other than like other than when i've been streaming i haven't taken a lot of days off from streaming unless i've absolutely had to normally i just do a shorter thing or something because I I know that I can sit I know that I can sit down and I can I know that I can put some makeup on and I know that I can start streaming. How long it's going to be? That's completely down to me. How long this um, this session is now completely down to me. Like I don't feel guilty about just streaming an hour and a half. I'm really proud that I streamed an hour and a half. And I I got my ass into gear and actually did that after I um after I did that. It's more um it's more like the reward of be of going, yes, you've managed to succeed doing that, rather than going, oh no, love, it's all right. Just chill out for the whole day. But just put your, like, it, it, it's more of a mental shift with, with me. It used to be a very much like, no, um, it, it's okay if you don't want to do anything. Don't, don't do anything. Now it's more like, okay, just give it a go and see how, see how you get on. If it is bad, just finish early. It's not a problem. No one's going to hate you. Mine's more, uh, um, yeah, okay, I allow myself to take the time off. I'm no less harsh on myself. I beat myself up about the fact that I've taken the time off. Um, it's not really about... <laughs> I, I think self-compassion is probably the hardest part of being ill. Yeah. Like, it's something that even after the length of time that I've had chronic pain, I still cannot give myself. So I think I'm the youngest here. I mean, but I don't. I know I'm the youngest here, so I'm 27. But I've been sick a long time, and like a long time, so much longer than I ever really realised. So in terms of getting older and getting, I've gotten used to it, but I don't think I've become kinder to myself over it. In fact, it annoys me more than it used to because before it was more of an exploration and an understanding. And it was a little bit like, oh, that hurts. Oh, I can be a little kinder to myself there. Um, I end up often thinking of, of the quote, like, rage. Rage against the dying of the light. And the issue for me, and I'm not going to cry, I'm wearing way too much eyeliner to cry, which I think is my catchphrase now, um, <laughs> is the idea that things will get worse. Because they are the conditions I have are degenerative, and we have Alzheimer's and dementia in the family, and I already have memory problems. And so the question becomes in my own brain, is that Alzheimer's or is that brain fog? And it's like at 27 years old, you don't want to have dementia. 
and it's not the greatest idea to be considering. So I don't think it's so much compassion and more what you were saying, Claire, it's just you, you don't know the, you don't know how long you don't know how long you've it. got. You do, you do not know how yeah. long you've got. It like um if you were if you were a ticking clock, yes, allow yourself to like have the days when you are you're in uh, like pain and it, it, you cannot do it. But like if you if you are in like a shit ton of pain and you're considering, or oh, maybe I can't do it today, just ask yourself again: Can you? Are you sure that you can't do it? Because if if you're not a hundred percent certain, if you're not, if there's if there's a, that glimmer that's like. Maybe maybe I could do the thing. Maybe I could do the thing. Whether that thing is get on a train and go to London and have um have a time, but know your limitations and go when you you can. Um, that's great. That's great. If that is a thing that it, that you can do, fucking fantastic. Well done you. But if that means the following day when you get back on the train and you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna stream. I don't know if I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I don't know if I'm gonna do the thing today do the thing because you will you will lose a you will regret not having done the thing if it's something that you're not going to regret having done i mean more more power to you you've got uh you've got a built-in excuse for not wanting to do the thing if you don't want to do the thing you've got a built excuse to not do it but if you if you know that it's not going to hurt and it's not going to make you make make anything better worse or exacerbate any pain that you have then i say do the fucking thing because you don't know how long you've got you don't know how long you've got left to do the thing so do the thing why the fuck not yeah it's it's one of those things your worst enemy is yourself i mean there are other enemies out there we won't name them now we don't find but the worst enemy will be yourself so I think that's that's why we did the through our eyes stream because it was like we've done too much in it to give it up now. Like if if the only result is pain, then I've already got that. Just put it with the rest. It's like just put the fire with the rest of the fire and leave it there. It's fine. I'll deal with the fire later. It's just burning. It's it's fine. My yes, uh, I think... justification for that one was uh, um, well, if there's ever a stream that will be okay with me exhibiting the uh, uh, um, uh, sheer amount of pain that I can experience, it would be the one where we actually highlight marginalised creators. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I think also, like, if you're honest with yourself as well, um, if, you, if you're being honest with yourself and you are, are able, and I, I know this doesn't count, this doesn't count for everyone, but if you are able to allow yourself to be, to have the vulnerability and tell people that you are suffering and that you are having a really shit time at the moment, um, then also do the thing. <laughs> it's it it you, we're we're only here once. We need to do the best that we can with the with the life that we've got, and I think that's the biggest thing in life. I've learned from everything, really, all of the, um, everything that I've been through, and like specifically the last three years, the fibro I was learning dealing with anyway, but specifically these last sort of three years and this transition from being okay with walking around and not, and then not being able to take stairs like two at a time kind of thing 
is how it's been a huge a huge thing to jump at these opportunities when you can well not necessarily jump because you know bad back but um do what you can maybe do a little hop towards them yeah. right and with that we have come to the end of the podcast um thank you so much for coming and talking to us i'm sure we could well, have gone well. for I'm so glad that I did. I'm so glad that I came on. And if you do another another thing with chronic pain or, or like concentrating on chronic pain, I'd love to talk some more. Yeah, quarter one next year. Whoops. Sweet. Oh, Sorry. easy now. Don't don't make promises that you can't keep, Paige. <laughs> awesome. It's the next one I'm working on is a oh, chronic sweet. pain and disability. So, um, but yeah, this is the last podcast of the year for us. Um, so uh, it's. It's yeah, it's been a year. I <laughs> surprising. Yep. But yes, if you would like to be on the podcast next year, there is a form to sign that uh, up for that. Um there will also not be another through our eye stream until next year either. So yeah, I thank you all for hanging out with us for the last one uh, this year. Um Thank you for coming and talking to us. Um, and uh, yeah, if uh, anyone's got any last words before we sign off. Be good people. Do the thing. Do the thing. Be good people. <laughs> right. Uh, can I also get um, some link drops, please, for uh, like it and uh, thank you. And, and Paige, please. Hey. Right. Professional. Well. Thank you all lovelies for, for joining us. Uh, next stream will be on Sunday. Um, I hope you have a good rest of your evening or day. I hope you have a good week and uh, uh, have a good weekend. And uh, we will see you all soon. Say bye all. Bye. <laughs> bye.